0: Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. You're listening to the flagship audio production of Light Reading, and we cover the entire world of communications. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading, and I am joined today on this podcast recorded on March 19th by my colleagues Ray Lemaitre and Kelsey Zeiser. And even though we cover the entire world of communications, today we are talking about movies and not about telecom or about COVID-19. So take a break from the madness, fire up your streaming service, dim the lights, and listen to what happens when a bunch of technology journalists try to talk about film. You will get all of that and more right after this break. All right, we are on the Light Reading Podcast, and today I have Kelsey Zeiser. Hello, Kelsey.
1: Hey, Phil.
0: And we have Ray LaMetra in the UK. Hello, Ray.
2: Howdy. <laughs> um, wait a minute. That's my line. That's, uh, that's how – it's cultural imperialism. That's how Brits speak these no. days. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: well – uh, we will uh, uh, be very, uh, uh, we're, we're speaking of culture uh, today. We're not talking about COVID-19 and we're not even talking about the telecommunications industry. This is a podcast, a, a Friday fun podcast that is all about um, stuff we should watch while we're all in isolation. Um, and so uh, the way I wanted to kind of carve this up was first off, I wanted to talk a little bit about what makes a good uh, what makes a film something that's good to watch by yourself versus a what's a good f- type of film to watch in groups? Um, and Ray, I don't know if you want to talk about you know, uh, I just have random opinions, but you're, you're actually quite a cinema buff. Well, uh,
2: or cinephile is that the, is that uh, yes, the right word? Yes. But I have been called other things as a result of my views. Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't want to call you the wrong thing. I don't want to get the cops involved. I just want to say you like a lot of movies. I did film studies
2: at university. I I, I, I like to watch a movie. It's fair to say.
0: I've always thought that good movies and groups are either like uh, the kind of big tent action movie, like uh, the big Marvel franchise stuff. Um, Also, I've always liked um, just a goofball comedy, like... Uh, all the vacation movies are great to watch in groups airplane um yeah, yeah, stuff like that that's just everybody finds something funny about it all the way through and and it and it's just uh it's a great group movie
2: yeah I think actually I think horror movies can be quite a good thing to watch um uh, in a group, yeah uh, to see who uh, to see who who's hiding behind pillows, who screams the loudest, who laughs. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. They're, they're even better when you have the one friend and, and I'm usually this person that doesn't like horror movies. And so I have to like get up and move to a different part of the room, you know, for, for just a minute, just kind of can't, can't just be sitting still. Uh, Kelsey, are you a horror movie fan?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely like the horror movies and, um, i used to when my husband and i were dating i would text him that i was watching like 30 days of night and he's like you need to turn that off why do you watch this stuff without me and then of course i wouldn't fall asleep <laughs> so I, I literally watch things with like um uh my hands over my eyes and like i'm, I'm looking through my fingers <laughs>
2: somehow that feels like it'll help (laughs) i can tell you you're not (laughs) alone
1: but i do like i do like a good scary movie
0: i i admit they can be fun but man get it it takes a while to talk me into watching one um so what kind of movies are uh, to flip it on its head what kind of movies are better in uh in isolation which ones are better
2: watched alone
1: contagion I'm
2: just kidding. It's probably not a good one to watch alone right now. Uh, for me it's the ones that where you really have to be either be listening careful carefully to to what's being said or or the the plot line or the narrative is particularly uh, tricky and it requires a lot of conversation uh, uh, concentration those are the ones that uh, that I think make for 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 good um uh, individual viewing. I, I'm very much a. Uh, I'm I, I'm pretty at home to watching a film by myself. Uh, I guess that's a years of me saying I really want to watch this film, and everybody else in my house going, "Well, we're going to watch something else because it's, you know, <laughs> it's got too much violence, too many car chases, or it's three hours long and in Bulgaria or something like that." So. <laughs>
1: yeah if it's a movie that definitely requires like you pay a lot of attention and think really hard i always drive my husband nuts because i'll ask him all these questions and he always says i've seen just as much as you have (laughs) i don't know either (laughs) what's what's gonna happen
0: (laughs) i know my my uh, yeah so uh sometimes uh uh, you you're in the movie theater sitting next to someone who who just assumes you finished touching up the script hours before you got there and they're ac- asking <laughs> right. you such detailed questions and you're like well uh in in the last rewrite uh I counseled him not to not to go this route but uh you see what happened <laughs> um,
1: i have to leave the subtitles on for any movie now just so i can like keep up cuz some some actors are um cough <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix Mm-hmm. Mumblers and I can't <laughs> follow without subtitles.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is one of our best mumblers. Uh, it's a, uh, yes. it's uh, th- thank you, Marlon Brando for starting all that shit. Um, the uh,
2: <laughs> Stella. I have to say
0: that every time somebody
1: <laughs> speak up. <Stella>! <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, the one time he wasn't mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Right. (laughs) So uh, like a movie like All the President's Men or um, or even something like uh, Moneyball uh, almost requires isolation because it gets to a point where they start walking through what's going on. And you're like, if I don't pick up every word out of this, I'm going to be lost for 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, I still have no idea what happened in the Pelican Brief. I know that's an old one, but I don't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like, I don't know what was going on. Uh, I think uh, the Pelican Brief, uh, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts just looked more and more ridiculously good every scene. That was that was all I got out yeah. of the movie. <laughs> uh, um, perfect humans, they are. Uh, okay, uh, so let, let's let's transition to the next uh, sort of question that I have. I guess we've talked about. Well, well well we actually we didn't hit on genres so I, I guess we said type of movies but is there a particular genre that's better by yourself than it is in a um, in a in a cinema or or are all 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 genres great in a cinema I mean that's certainly
2: possible I suppose pretty much the cinema is where some of the big screen should be seen on the big screen um, but uh, I think that um, uh, I think there's a lot of solo movie watching these days, you know, with people having access to, to, to Netflix and, and other uh, platforms where movies are available and they're able to watch them in, in different locations while they're traveling. So I think people are much more used to, to solo uh, movie watching now than they, than they ever have been.
1: Oh, this is kind of a sidebar, but I went to a drive-in movie theater recently. Those still exist, but it was nice. like way out in the country. <laughs> And they had a double feature of, uh, the invisible man and the hunt. Um, and that was kind of fun to watch. We ended up bringing some chairs and watching it outside our car. Um, but that's kind oh, that of an interesting, cool. uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun venue because you're, I mean, there's a lot of people there, but you're not really, it's not like in a theater where Indeed. you're, so you know, you're necessarily sitting next to someone. Um, but it, it was really fun to watch it outside and, um, Eat some good food
0: one quick question for Ray since you uh, since you you have uh and, and I mean I I totally agree with this opinion that if it's shot for the big screen let's let's see it on the big screen but are you opposed to watching movies on a tiny tiny screen like a phone
2: um for me it depends on the movie if I'm gonna watch a movie on a phone or even on a plane um you know which I guess is roughly a a kind of um, a, a tablet screen, sized screen. I am going to choose a movie that I otherwise wouldn't bother to watch, or I am not bothered about. Um, if there is a film I really want to see, I will. I will wait uh, to have at least at least the minimum of a larger home screen or, or the big screen. Um, so that's pretty how ha- pretty much how my yeah, I agree. Goes. So, uh, so when I'm traveling, that's when I watch uh, the uh, the less good movies, and I think you have to watch the less good movies to be able to appreciate the really good movies at the same time.
1: Yeah, I watched The Meg recently on a flight. <laughs> that one was not good. The Meg. Yeah, about the with Jason that, was fighting a big uh, shark, shark movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah. good one to watch on a plane. Yeah. Jason Statham versus the shark oh, basically could be an alternate title
0: <laughs> that's hilarious alright well we will take a quick intermission and when we come back we will talk about uh, Ray's list of films uh, that he's handpicked for social distancing Welcome back to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm with Kelsey Zeiser and Ray Lemaitre. Uh Hello, Kelsey.
1: Hi hey there.
0: <laughs> and hello, <Yes>. Ray.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Hello. What can I say after that? I can't beat that, So.
0: No, no, you can't beat that. That's uh that's, Winning. I, 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 it's an unfair advantage to give her the first, uh, the, you know, to let her speak first and then come back. So anyway, back to our topic, uh, we're all forced to work from home and, uh, and, you know, stay more or less away from people. And that of course reduces the amount of time that people can spend in front of the big screen. Um, and no, I don't mean they're abnormally large televisions. I mean the actual big screen at the movie theater. Um, so we thought, uh, uh, since Ray's a bit of a cinephile uh, and a learned man of films, <laughs> we should um, we should ask him to help <laughs> us find a uh, help us put together a list of good films for social distancing uh, in, in in the playful sort of way that we've intended it. And that's the only uh, uh, parameter on the topic, so he can take it wherever he wants. And uh, Ray, what? What's on your list, and Kelsey? Just uh, Kelsey and I will react accordingly.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I've I, I've taken the the social distancing topic uh, to heart here in my uh, selection. Um, so I'm starting with a Hitchcock classic, North by Northwest, uh, where yes. we have some fantastic scenes of um, of Cary Grant out in the middle of nowhere um but still not far away from his uh from his enemies to not be attacked uh but there are some fantastic right. scenes of, of the i guess it's the midwest uh of the of the empty landscape and then we have the 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 great um uh, uh, crop airplane scene um so that one definitely sprang to mind but it's just a fantastic film it's a really funny film with some great performances um so i would definitely definitely recommend if you've seen it before you will want to see it again and if you haven't seen it before you have to check it out
0: an excellent one um yeah that the the scene in the cornfield i guess it's a not a cornfield he's just in a regular field right and he's running from the uh, uh the plane
1: i was gonna say you don't want to run through a cornfield on your no,
0: <laughs> no, that would be bad. <laughs> that would yeah, hurt. there's a good chance you Come won't get out.
1: Oh, well, I was just trying to picture. Lost, really. uh, yeah, I
0: was trying to picture what that scene looked like. And for some reason, my, my mind's eye put him in a cornfield at first. And I thought, well, that's weird. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, that's how I get to it. This is the problem with me and visualization. Uh, anyway, yeah, good pick. And, and by the way, who hasn't been mistaken for a government agent, right? I mean, this happens to all of us. This is a... a part of the plot uh
2: okay uh (laughs) north by northwest what else what else you got um i have a a 1972 um sort of uh i guess it's a a bit of a cult sci-fi uh classic called silent running which is uh features uh Hmm. bruce stern in space by himself um it's a it's a kind of a a, a post-apocalyptic
1: so that's how he became a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and it's, about that's why him, it's so grumpy about him tending to basically what is a a, a floating garden in space. Uh, but it's, uh, it's 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 kind of he's out there. and I guess you know you could refer to also think of the 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 recent Matt Damon film where he's stuck on uh, on Mars. Uh, but uh, that silent running was, um, you know, it was. Uh, I'm not sure if it even went out as a B movie at the time, but I think it, it kind of gained um, uh, um, a following more, I think, in in the 80s and 90s and beyond than it did at the time. But it was directed by Douglas uh, Trumbull, who uh, uh, turned out or became. Uh, one of the 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 sort of uh, great sci-fi directors, um, and known I think for as well for um, uh, great special effects uh, in in later films.
1: I haven't seen Excellent. that one, but it sounds a lot like the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell. Have you seen that?
2: Yes, that's a little bit more kind of uh, sort of uh, uh, existential because, of course, in in, in that, I think okay. he kind of in, encounters himself. I mean, not that this isn't like that as well but i think this is a a little bit more uh, it's it's slightly different but i guess yeah yeah there's definitely uh, uh definitely um uh similarities there for sure uh but this is one i, th- I thought i I'd, I'd bring this what this one up because it's maybe one that isn't so well known but it's definitely worth checking out and it's very i found it a very calming film i have to say to watch and maybe that's a, a good thing to have at times
0: yeah, I think so. Definitely. Um, written by, I'm looking it up, uh, written by, uh, or co-written by Stephen Bochko of uh, uh, television writing fame, the guy who wrote uh, NYPD Blue, Hill Street Blues, and LA Law. Oh, really? so, okay. um, an don't interesting, don't... interesting thing early in his career. Um, uh, excellent. Okay. So we will have Silent Running Down and, and possibly The Martian since we're going uh, to, maybe as a back-to-back double feature. Okay. And what was the other one? Uh, the Moon? is that, Was that the Sam Rockwell movie? Uh, uh,
1: it's just called Moon. Yep. Uh, with okay. Sam Rockwell. And he's alone in space mining some kind of alternative um, energy source for Earth. Uh, there's like this one mining company that has a monopoly on it. But he soon, uh, he's about to end his three year stint up there. But then he, as Ray said, encounters himself. He's wondering: Is he going crazy, or has he been cloned? Dun dun dun! Yeah. Before
2: so before before we, before we get to that plot plot spoiler, that uh, that film Moon was directed by David Bowie's son.
0: Oh very cool. Okay. Um, what is uh, okay? So, what's your uh, your your next pick? And how many how many more do you have on your list? Because that was the other thing. I didn't give you I I didn't give you a a, a number. Uh, I've got, so you I've, could, you you might have forty films. Who I've knows? got a
2: couple more. I'll race through them. The next one is the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. A Classic western. Absolutely, and it has um, to be chosen for the the classic scene, uh, the uh, where the uh, the the main characters are uh, squaring up to each other, but at a great well, not at a great distance, but certainly at a. What would be regarded as a very safe <laughs> distance uh, in these times? Um, so obviously, you know, great score, yeah, great score by Ennio Morricone. Um, fantastic performance again. Some great, great dark humor in this film. But I think the the the, the classic standoff scene, I think, is is. Um, uh, if for anybody traveling on the the subway in New York or London at the moment, you could almost enact that in some. <laughs> that of the would stations, make for
0: some lovely news footage. So please do that. So- yeah, it, it, Sergio Leone films are also just a great. Uh, that that's a that's a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Just going through all the um, you know fistful of dollars, Good the Bad and the Ugly, all the all, all the westerns in that in his uh,
2: catalog have been pretty awesome. It would be remiss of me not to mention my favourite film of all time, which is a film called Performance, starring Mick Jagger. Um, so Mick Jagger is a reclusive musician, um, uh, but uh, it's kind of uh, when it came out, uh, in it, it was made in 1969 slash 1970, not released by Warner Brothers for a couple of years because they hated it so much. Um, but, uh, and then I think when it was released, it was, um, it was put out, uh, and, and, and marketed as a gangster movie, but it really isn't, uh, a, a gangster movie at all, but it's, um, you know, for, for people being, um, shut away, uh, uh, and in their homes at this point, this is a, a film maybe to watch <laughs> afterwards, uh, rather than, than during this period, uh, but, um, it uh, uh, Mick Jagger is the the reclusive uh, musician. James Fox is the gangster who needs to hide away and ends up living in the basement. And then it's about what happens mm-hmm. the the interaction between James Fox and and Mick Jagger. It's a bit trippy. It's very late sixties. Huh. It, it for me for me it's it's for me it's the 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 epitome of cinema and it's it's my favorite film of all time not sure how widely that view is shared um but um yeah, but it's 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 not one to watch when you're feeling a little down All right uh but uh definitely one to 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 watch for for that 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 sense of 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 what it's like to be stuck in a house and certainly to be stuck in a house with mick Jagger who's got some interesting mushrooms.
0: (laughs) All right. So the film's called Performance. It's a a 70s British crime drama. And uh, it's, uh, who directed it? Do you know?
2: It's called called Performance. And it was directed, it was co-directed by Donald Camel and Nick Roeg. And Nick Roeg became much more famous of the two. He went on to, direct uh don't look now with donald sutherland and julie christie uh the man who fell to earth with david bowie oh, okay uh, bad timing with art garfunkel very yeah. cool and walkabout with jenny Agatha that is a great film uh, actually that's a bit of that i could have put that on the list walkabout set in the australian outback uh that uh, that is a fantastic film as well
0: okay Excellent. Well, good. I'll add that to the list too. So maybe, uh, um, so definitely performance, and then and then if you have the time, we'll we'll add walkabout as well. Um, cool. I didn't know that was your favorite film of all time. Interesting.
2: I, I mean, there were there were a number of Hitchcock movies I considered. Thirty Nine Steps as well is another great one, actually. If mm. you want a a rip roaring thriller, yeah. um, nineteen thirty nine black and white movie. But yeah, Rear Window. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of people spending time looking out their windows and maybe checking out what their neighbors right. are doing and, and getting the wrong end of the stick or the right
0: or the right yeah it's funny i i'm not
2: going to give the end
0: of that I, i've uh i i do wonder how many people have taken to doing the uh you know the nosy neighbor thing and just uh you know every time they hear someone talking or or you know walking outside they're sort of peeking out the curtains um 39 steps i'm not as familiar with but i, I looked it up that's the it's a british thriller directed by hitchcock and i i didn't know i didn't really know anything about that one at all is is that one uh is is 39 steps like a uh, another sort of suspenseful mystery type
2: it's a it's a chase thriller um i guess that's how i would uh describe it
0: (laughs) it says a uh on vacation in London, a Canadian has to, uh, um, he becomes embroiled in an international spy ring. Of course, don't we all? And uh, he has to elude the police who are hunting him for murder. So, all right. Well, our, um, uh, our audio is degrading a little bit. I think the network is, uh, is, has seen better days. And, uh, um, and pretty soon, Ray will be at the, the, the bottom of his uh, maybe third glass of wine. So he'll be degrading a little bit as well and uh he might even be on mute he didn't react to that at all <laughs> he just fell over he fell off the chair our list uh hitchcock's north by northwest uh silent running uh possibly paired with the martian or uh, moon by sam rockwell uh, with sam rockwell uh also the good the bad and the ugly uh, performance and uh maybe as a double feature walkabout uh we also have rear window and then for fun uh for fun to bring it all back around 39 steps. Those are your uh, Ray Matrix picks for uh, social distancing. Uh, anything to add as we wrap up?
2: Enjoy the movies, spread your wings, um, try out. I would recommend to people to watch a movie that they would otherwise never consider watching in a genre or language they would never consider watching. Uh, give it a try. You can always stop after 10 minutes, but you never know, you might just surprise yourself.
0: For me, I'm going to take Ray's advice to heart and uh, I'm going to uh, get all those Olsen twins movies I've been meaning to get to and uh, I will watch those this weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast and please wash your hands. Bye. That is it. That's our show. Thanks to Ray and Kelsey for being on the show. Thanks to our producer, Tian Fu, for making us sound so good. Thanks to you, dear listener, because if you weren't paying attention, we wouldn't be able to get away with doing all of this at work. And thank you to everyone who produces movies. If you write them, if you light them, if you do anything to do with sound editing, cinematography or any of that stuff, please know that we don't know what the world would be like if it weren't for uh, you doing what you do. So thanks. Uh, Everyone, please tell a friend to subscribe and we will see you next time on the Light Reading Podcast.